Welcome back, listeners. We're reading aloud, this is Miss O.D., reading aloud The One and Only Bob by Catherine Applegate. And I feel like there's just one exciting thing, an adventure that needs to be solved after another. Because now we've got Bob reuniting with his sister, whose name is Boss, Ivan and Ruby, luckily rescued all the animals that were trapped at that that shelter, including Boss and Bob. And now Boss wants to go check and see if the puppy that she just had not that long ago is still waiting where she told the puppy to wait. So Bob is going to go check it out. He's going to try to save the day, and I think Ivan and Ruby might go with him. Let's read and find out. Here we go. I'm on page 287, if you're following along in a book, and it is titled Traffic Stop. Here we go. We slog up a slight hill and round a corner. The traffic lights are out. Nobody seems to be on the streets. That is, until we cut through a stand of palm trees and come across some police officers in a slow-moving squad car, its blue and red lights circling. Attention! One of the officers announces over a loudspeaker. This area is under a mandatory evacuation order. Do not... The announcement stops, and so does the car. "Uh Uh-oh, says Ruby. I think they spotted us, I say. We're kind of hard to miss, Ivan points out. The car moves closer, so close that I can see dropped jaws and bulging eyes. The car breaks to a stop. The driver's side door flies open and one of the officers jumps out. The other officer, a skinny young guy, follows suit, but he looks annoyed. What are you doing? He says. Don't be a hero. We could have stayed in the car where it's safe. I am looking says the driver into her radio receiver. At a gorilla and an elephant, and the gorilla has a tiny dog on his shoulder. And no, I have not been drinking. They said the park got hit by the tornado, says the skinny officer, carefully aiming his pistol. We can't exactly shoot a gorilla, the driver says, and I like the way she's thinking. Try me. What's his crime exactly? Jaywalking. Thing is, I love elephants, says the driver. My daughter collects stuffed elephants. I mean, you know, stuffed toys, not stuffed real ones. She listens to her radio for a moment. Get animal control out here, says the skinny officer. Get a van, get a moving truck, get a 747. I don't care. Ivan, I whisper in his ear. This is not looking good. You and Ruby gotta stay put. Don't make any sudden moves. No funny business, okay? These guys are freaking out. Ivan sits on the ground slowly, very, very slowly and Ruby settled next to him. The driver smiles. 
Oh, that's so cute. Skinny officer nods. Yeah, in a deadly kind of way. I gotta do this, I say to my friends. If you stay calm, they won't mess with you. But Bob, worry clouds Ivan's face. You need us. What I need is for you to stay alive, I reply. I can see he isn't going to listen to reason, so I try a different approach. Ivan, I say, it's like this. Boss is my sister. I let her down once, and now, well, I have a second chance. I'll explain it all later. But I need to do this. Ivan looks at the officers, guns drawn, and then nods. Mm, you are the one and only Bob, he says. You got this, pal? I leap into the air, into the vast unknown, just like Kimu did. Well, maybe not quite so elegantly, but I do my best. Lightning and fireworks. It isn't far to the bridge. But far is a relative, but far is relative when the wind is blowing down houses like the big bad wolf. I watch a stop sign fly past. I navigate around trees scattered like popsicle sticks. I keep an eye out for gators and pythons. Lightning strikes a tree and I brace for the thunder. It shakes the earth, the air, my teeth, my bones. A branch falls on a power line and sparks dance like fireworks. I hate fireworks. I move with more care after that. I know enough to stay away from downed power lines, thanks to the weather channel and storm chasers. Man, I love TV. I'd give anything to be watching it from my nice cozy bed right about now. Good thing I know where the bridge is. My swollen nose throbs. What's the point in owning a top-of-the-line sniffer if it's not working right? When I pass a bird's nest on the ground, I offer to help the owner, a jay. She swears at me. At least I think she does. I hear nuts and some other interesting words. I tend to forget that in some circles, dogs are considered predators. I wonder how Kimu and the other escapees are doing. One thing I know for sure, having been on the inside and the outside, is that way too much of the world ain't made for wild animals. How would a meerkat cross a highway? How would a panther face down a city block? And how would a wolf survive an encounter with a gun? For that matter, who do I think I am, playing hero? Nutwit was right. I'm soft. I'm slow. I'm not a street dog anymore. I'm a pampered, lazy pooch. I hear the rush of water, a different sound from the pouring rain, and out of nowhere, there it is, the creek. Boss mentioned that the car was near the bridge, but when I get close, I remember what the officer at the shelter said. The bridge had collapsed. And then I see it. A little car, round-topped, 
floating, caught in a dislodged tree at the edge of the roaring creek, not far from the crumbled remains of the bridge. And on top of that car, even though it's completely impossible, is a puppy waiting. And all I can think is, that dog is a nincompoop. Another bridge. The creek is filled with pieces of trees, boards, trash cans, plastic chairs, everything you can imagine. It's moving way too fast for me to try to cross. I stare at the far side of the creek, at the collapsed bridge. I really wish I hadn't seen that puppy. I know there's another way to cross the creek, of sorts, downstream a bit. An old pedestrian bridge made of wood and metal and rope. No one uses it anymore. No one with any sense. When I reach it, the little bridge is swaying like a cradle. It's blocked off by a rusty metal gate to keep people from using it, but I can easily squeeze through the bars. I run halfway across, lose my footing, run some more, gulp. What am I doing? A fresh gust pushes the bridge with such force that I slip, and half my body is dangling off the edge. Oh, I dig my claws into the wet wooden slats, and oh, am I glad my nails are long and sharp because I fight off Sarah's clippers whenever I can. Pulling, pulling, pulling. Man, I wish I hadn't eaten so much cheese over the years. And then, one last effort, and I'm back on the bridge. Oh, it feels good, so good to return to that little stretch of swinging slats. I want to live. Really, I do. I don't care about the puppy anymore. I just don't want to die this way, not like this. The fear's in my throat, my heart, my gut. Oh, I've got to get off this rickety bridge and get back to Ivan and Ruby, back to my wonderful bob-smelling bed. I'm not a hero. Never have been. Never will be. I can live with that, because at least I'll be alive. I turn, moving snail slow, because the stupid bridge just won't stay put, crawling on my belly so I won't lose my footing again. Almost to the end, I glance back, like a fool, just in time to see the car with the puppy lurch loose from its mooring in the tree swirling into the middle of the creek like a toy boat in a bathtub. The puppy isn't howling or anything. He's just lying on his belly, same as me, waiting. What a nincompoop, I think, yet again. And I'm honestly not sure whether I mean him or me. Hero, I will not lie. I'm, I am not thinking. Oh, yay, now I get to be a hero. Nope. I'm thinking, you have got to be kidding me. Just a few more seconds and I would have been out of here. I may or may not use a few other choice words. Way worse than anything that Jay came up with. Then I run back to the middle of the bridge and wait a split second, maybe two, maybe three, and I jump cartoons. And I ain't proud of this, but halfway down, I remember that I really, really, really don't like riding in cars. 
I'm sort of dog paddling the air thinking I can slow things down, maybe even reverse direction like Wild E. Coyote in those old cartoons. Cartoons are ridiculous for a reason. Not a movie. So in a movie, I'd land all graceful and tough and grab that little guy. But this isn't a movie. I kind of land on top of him. Legs splayed like a bug on the windshield. Not enough to smush him, but definitely enough to annoy him. The car spins, dips, rights itself. Hi, I say. I'm your Uncle Bob. If you're my uncle, why are you trying to kill me? He asks. Pup has a mouth on him for being so tiny. I'm saving you, dude. I grab his scruff with my teeth. Ouch, he says. The car seesaws. I scrabble, clawing at the slick skin of the roof. My nails make a horrible scraping sound. It's like trying to hug a whale. Can you swim? I ask out of the side of my mouth. It's hard to talk with a puppy between your teeth. No, can you? Yes, but I suspect the degree of difficulty will go up considerably with a puppy in my mouth. The car lists, recovers, lopes along like a jackrabbit in tall grass. My claws make tracks in the paint. How'd you get on top of the car? I ask. Wasn't easy. Branch broke, though, one of the windows, so I climbed out that way. Impressive. By the way says the puppy. I think we may be sinking. No kidding, Sherlock. I don't mean to sound unkind. I'm a bit stressed. I don't have a name exactly. I don't have a name actually. Sorry about that. How about Rowdy, I suggest. I hear it's available. Sure, what the heck? So what's your plan? You tell me, I say. What'd you think was going to happen? I figured someone would come along and save me. Some human, maybe. Dog's best friend, I say. If you say so. Another lurch. We're going down. Hang on, pup, I say. Man's best friend is going to save you instead. Do not let go. The water is so cold. The water's cold, so cold it burns. I paddle frantically. Nothing happens. It's like pawing air. I keep my teeth tight on Rowdy. Do not let go. Do not let go, I tell myself. But the water's churning into my nose and throat, and if I cough, he'll be a goner. We hit something hard and metal straight on. I'm underwater, submerged, as bits and pieces of the world rush past. It's like the tornado, only wetter. I dig at the darkness. I think of all the things I'll miss when I'm dead. Cheese tops the list. Well, okay, maybe Ivan and Ruby and Julia and George and Sarah top the list. But then, totally cheese. My back paws graze the bottom. My nose burns. My lungs burn. Everything burns. I have to cough. I can't cough. 
Oh, mustering all my strength, I struggled to the surface for a moment, fighting the water with my paws. Rowdy is dead weight in my mouth. I hit bottom again, and this time I use it like a springboard lurching toward the edge of the water, toward solid land, toward grass and dirt and trees and bushes, and a whoosh of fur and pain. Oh, man, the pain. Someone grabbing my paw, losing it. Teeth, sharp, sharp teeth. The smell, even with my messed up nose of wildness and danger. Something grabs my scruff. Yanks pulls me to safety, back to the world, back from the brink. Kimu again. Kimu has me. He drops me to the mud. His teeth smell of blood, my blood. I drop Rowdy. My teeth smell of blood too. For a long time, no words come. Oh. Just panting, coughing, <laughs> panting some more. Nothing from the puppy. I shove him with my paw. I nudge him with my nose. Nothing. I look at Kimo. Kimu, his fur spiked, his eyes wild, different, unknowable. I guess they didn't shoot you, I say. They tried he says, eyes on the puppy. Thank you for, I trail off. He glances at me. Didn't do it for you. A pause. Did it for me. And with his right front paw, he claws at the puppy, at Rowdy. Hey, I say without really thinking or registering the size of his paw or realizing that he's drooling just a little. He, uh, I put my paw, my puny, pathetic loser paw on Rowdy, too. He's my, my nephew, and well, I... Didn't take you for the sentimental sort, Bob. I'm not, just, you know how it is. No, actually, I don't know. I'm a wild animal, not a pet. Still, I clear my throat and remind myself that rolling over and peeing myself is not an acceptable option. Still in all, he's scrawny, might even be dead. Who knows? You got better breakfast at the park. I recognize all too well the look he gives me. The look of sadness and loss and anger. The look of someone who will never forgive the world. He's running with the puppy dangling from his jaws before I even know what's happened. How? I don't know how I do it. If I did know, maybe I could understand that other part of me, the wolf part. I run faster than I've ever run. I growl louder than I've ever growled. I grab Kimu's throat. I clamp down. I do not let go. Gone. He can kill me. With a sidelong glance and a half-hearted bite, he can kill me. I know that. But he doesn't. He drops the puppy. He shakes me off and pulls free. He pauses. Looks at me like he's seeing me for the first time. 
He gazes at the sky, thick with clouds, no moon, barely any sun. He raises his head. His howl is long and sad and beautiful. He runs. First aid. Rowdy still isn't moving. I don't know what else to do. So I bite the heck out of his tail. Perks the little guy right up. The truth. It hits me then. I'm so tired, so banged up. I can't go on, even if I want to. I carry Rowdy to a sheltering tree. Cuddle him close. Give him a couple licks for good measure. Now what? He asks. Now, I say, we wait. For what? For humans, I answer, for help. Are you sure they'll come? I think for a moment. I remember all the people I've seen today, the police and rescue workers, the park employees, the staff at the shelter, the folks at the donut shop opening their door to a strange collection of animals. I remember George running to get Julia and Julia trying to get me and Sarah struggling to find them both. I breathe in the sweet smell of puppy. It's important to tell the truth. I'm sure, I say. Forever. The eye of the hurricane passes. The storm rages on. Oh, it feels like a year. Like nine years, even. It feels like forever. Rescue. When I hear Julia calling my name through the open window of her parents' car, I pick up Rowdy and dash over like it's my favorite place on this lonely ball called Earth. No clickers necessary. No treats required. I fly my drool flag all the way home. And we're going to stop there for today. Thanks for listening.